History tells us that the second reading that we just listened to from St. Paul to Timothy is likely the last thing that St. Paul wrote before his execution. What were St. Paul's words in this particular part of the letter? I am already being poured out like a libation, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have competed well. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Brothers and sisters, that this could be our own reflection at the end of our life. I have competed well. I have kept the faith. I have finished the race. But I think in order for us to really understand what St. Paul is getting at in this reflection as he prepares to go to his execution, we have to understand things in his own language and terms. And so St. Paul tells us, I am already being poured out like a libation. What is a libation? Well, our understanding of a libation is not exactly what it was 2,000 years ago. A libation in many cultures in the, in the time of the apostles is a form of a non-bloody sacrifice, a sacrifice that is made but without blood. Thus, so St. Paul tells us when he says, I am pour, I'm being poured out like a libation, that he's more than simply just tired or annoyed with his, kept, with his captors or like facing death. What St. Paul is actually telling us is that he is choosing to make of his life a sacrifice. He is in freedom choosing to make an act of giving himself over to God for God's greatest honor, glory, and praise. St. Paul is making of himself a sacrifice, a non-bloody gift to God for his greatest honor, glory, and praise in thanksgiving to the Father and begging his mercy upon him. Now, okay, so that's what a libation is, a non-bloody sacrifice freely chosen for the greatest honor and glory of God. Are there any libations that we make in 2022? Can you think of any non-bloody sacrifices that are made in freedom for the greatest honor and glory of God? Well, brothers and sisters, every time we come to Mass, every time we gather here at the altar of the Eucharistic sacrifice, we witness the libation of libations, the greatest pouring out in a non-bloody way for the greatest honor and glory of God. Who is the libation of libations? Well, what we offer every time we come to the Eucharist is Jesus himself, or rather Jesus, the eternally good, eternally perfect, eternally loving Son of the Father, offers himself to the Father for our good and the good of all his holy church. But if you're with me as we prepare the altar and we get into the Eucharistic sacrifice, remember there's a dialogue at the beginning of the celebration of the Eucharist where I say, the Lord be with you, and you respond, and with your spirit. And I say, lift up your hearts, and you say, okay, it's noon on a Sunday. Come on, guys. All right. We lift them up to the Lord. Lift up your hearts. What does that mean? It means that the church, our mother, invites us every time we are at Mass to choose to make of our lives a libation, an unbloody gift to God for his greatest honor, glory, and praise in thanksgiving for all that he has given us. Is that your experience when you come to Mass? Are you ready for that part of the Mass? Or are you maybe tending to zone out a little bit? Sometimes, you know, we come to Mass, and if we're being honest, I think maybe we come to be entertained. Or we come maybe to just try and out-holy the person that's sitting next to us. Or perhaps we come to check a box so that we can appease God for this week and we can follow the rules and therefore go to heaven. 
Brothers and sisters, if that's our disposition when we come to Mass, perhaps we're a little bit more like that first guy in the Gospel than we're willing to acknowledge. Because the reason why our mother, the church, calls us to come to Sunday Mass, the reason why she commands us, she obliges us to come every Sunday for the celebration of the Eucharist is not because she's power hungry, and it's not because she needs our money, so she just needs us in right, the, the habit of coming. The reason why our mother, the church, obliges her children to come to the Eucharistic sacrifice every Sunday is because without the Eucharist, it is impossible to live the Christian life. The Eucharist is the source and the summit of life on earth. It is the source, meaning it is the origin of the Christian life. And it also is the summit, meaning it is the highest and the greatest thing that a human being can do is offer their life in sacrifice to God for his greatest honor, glory, and praise. And so when you come to Mass today, I want to challenge you to be ready to make a gift of yourself to offer your heart as we offer the heart of Jesus for the greatest glory, honor, and praise of the Father. Sometimes when we come to Mass, we feel like we're not caring very much in our hearts. Maybe our hearts are confused. Maybe our hearts are divided. Maybe our hearts are broken, are hurting. Maybe our hearts are joyful because everything's going great and we're full of gratitude. Whatever we have in our heart, Jesus invites us to place it here with his. And when he offers himself to the Father, he brings to the Father all of the hearts that have been placed with his on the altar. Brothers and sisters, the essence of the Christian life is that we follow St. Paul in freely choosing to make of our lives unbloody gifts for the greatest glory and honor of, and praise of God our Father. And so I just invite you to consider, is this your experience of the Christian life and of the Mass? When you come to Mass, do you freely choose to make your life a gift again and again and again to God the Father and to his people? Perhaps maybe this is worth reflecting on. Since your last time at Mass, how did you choose to offer your life as a sacrifice? Was it in laying down your life for your spouse in any way? Was it in freely choosing to give yourself away that your children might know what love looks like? Was it loving an, an enemy, a person who's difficult to love? Has it been loving a coworker or an employee? How is it God has asked you to sacrifice for his greatest honor, glory, and praise. Because becoming a libation is not a St. Paul thing. Becoming a libation is a saint thing. And every person who ultimately makes it to heaven is a person who has the same story of allowing God to enter into their hearts and to form them in the way of Eucharistic love. Eucharistic love. We live in a culture that tells us life and happiness and joy are found when I live a life that's for me, when I live a life where I get to call the shots, where I live a life that basically says, this is my body and I do with it what I want. But when I come to worship God in the Eucharist, I hear a very different message. When Jesus through his priest proclaims, this is my body, which is given for you. Brothers and sisters, Jesus is the libation of libations. He is the unbloody sacrifice who offers himself to the Father that the children of the Father might know his love and receive his love into their hearts. But we are called to do the same, to make of our lives an unselfish gift for the praise and glory of God our Father. And so I invite you to consider, what does that look like? Where is it in my life that God invites me to lay my life down in a greater unselfish manner 
out of love for him and out of love for his people. You know, about a week and a half ago, the church celebrated the feast day of St. Teresa of Avila. She's one of the great saints in the history of the church. She was a mystic, an author. She's a doctor of the church, incredible, incredible saint in story. And in one of her mystical encounters, Jesus often would come to her. But in one of her mystical encounters, it wasn't Jesus that came to her. It was actually Satan. But Satan knew that St. Teresa would be able to spot him really easily. And so he decided to take on the appearance of Jesus. And so Satan came to steal her peace and her joy and to confuse St. Teresa of Avila. He came in the appearance of Jesus. And he was shocked when St. Teresa immediately recognized him and renounced him. And he actually asked St. Teresa, and he said, dang it, like, I was trying to look like Jesus to confuse you and to oppress you and to all these things. How did you recognize me, St. Teresa? You know what St. Teresa told him? You have no scars. Brothers and sisters, our God in his Eucharistic heart is a God that freely chooses to suffer out of love for his friends and for his people. And we live in a moment in history that would tell us life, happiness, and joy are found when you choose not to suffer, when you choose to live for you. But the way of the Eucharist and the way of the saints that the Eucharist has raised up in every age proclaims a very different story. And so I invite you to consider in this Mass, where is it in your life that you choose not to suffer out of love for God and love for his people? We pray for the grace in this Mass to recognize the wisdom of the Eucharist, to recognize the truth that is proclaimed every time it is celebrated in the love that says to God and to his people, this is all of me which is given for you. Let's pray for the grace in this Mass to become greater libations, sacrifices freely made of our own lives and hearts for the greatest honor, glory, and praise of God our Father and out of love for his people. We pray for the grace in this Mass to live until again we come to worship the Eucharist in a manner that proclaims, this is all of me, this is my body, which is given for you.